welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. And this week we're continuing our Iron Edda adventure. I want to give special thanks to Jeff Stormer of Party of One and all my fantasy children for being our guest editor on these episodes. Let's get to the show. It is the the night where the assault on the Dwarven fortifications has been planned. Uh, Zarmak, where are you right now? We're about two hours before the Jarl has said that this assault is to launch. Uh, Zarmak has like uh, kind of a internship at uh, Sigrid's one of their like general stores and I'm just sweeping up a little bit ready to take my apron off and you're Kevin the turtle apron. Yeah. Stupid branded apron. I'm trying to take it off and, uh, there's like some of the kids, uh, from the hold fast school. We're going to like meet up and, uh, kind of have like a sleepover tonight while the, the assault happens. And I'm really trying to not be at the assault. Yeah. I like re- would love to not be there. I'd love to just have a normal night of hanging with some of my friends. Some you of their names. You seem name. to be hesitating. Uh, uh, Balbadon, can I not? Can we not? Can we no, not do this tonight? No, no, we have to do this tonight. Tonight I, is the night for glory. I ate like forty-five eggs yesterday. You should have eaten forty-six. <laughs> I can't keep. I can't just keep eating those eggs. You're not the one who has to sh- has to deal with that. How is that my problem? I'm. I didn't choose to be bound to you. It hurts. It it hurts to wipe. Do you know what hurts is a is a, a worthless existence like you're living? Go out tonight and claim glory, Balbadon. What do you? If I eat forty five more eggs, will you let me hang with my friends tonight? So, quick aside question: Are you speaking to Balbadon in your head, or are you just talking out loud to? I'm talking out loud. Cool. There's no one around. Uh, let's say Sigrid is doing more important stuff, and uh, uh, I'm closing up shop. Okay. Yormal, do you, what reason do you have to be coming by the shop at this point in time and, and hear... Uh, I live here. It's my <laughs> shop. <laughs> and so you hear young Zarmok just uh, sort of talking to himself about eggs. Yes. Uh, Jormald has come from... Uh, the the Jarl's side to talk about the preparations and the ironworks that we'll need to be doing as far when people are doing battle. And they turn the corner and hear just some silly voices coming out of a young man. <laughs> uh, do I see? I don't see uh, Jormal. Let me just continue real quick and say, Palpadont, this is, might be one of the last nights that I get to hang with my friends before we all get sorted into clans. And... I still don't know how that's going to work with with you living inside my belly or whatever. I don't live inside your belly. <laughs> it won't work at all. Oh. I will be revealed. Oh. I, I don't think you hear that. No, thank you. <laughs> you don't hear that, Jormald. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, Jormald. Hello, young master. Just playing one of my imaginary games. You always do your imaginary games. Yeah. You excited for the big... Um, a big secret assault or whatever. Is it secret? It's not it's really... secret to the people we're assaulting. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys really kill all those dwarves and... Oh, I hope not. That means more work for me. More ironworking and more arrow tips and I just want to make beautiful bracelets. 
Yeah, I, I feel that. Well, you know, good luck, and I guess I'm going to punch out and, and leave now and hang with my, my friends. But... Zarmac, you seem troubled. Why? You're young and about to join your new cool clan. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't know, like, I'm, my friends are all going to go off and join different clans, and mm. I'm sure things will change, and do you, do you remember up. when you joined your clan? Yes, I remember when I, well, I had to join my brother's clan, and boy, he's a real pisser, isn't he? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's a pisser. He's a real pisser. <laughs> Do you like saying the word piss? Yeah, I like saying the word piss. Excellent. I'm cool with the teens. Anyway, piss. You <laughs> find you'll grow over time, and you're not. You, uh, 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 just because you choose a clan now doesn't mean you'll always be in that clan. Has anybody ever like just not chosen a clan and kind of just did their own thing? Oh, I never have heard of such a thing. What an iconoclast that person would be, though, if they did do that. Yeah, like, maybe they'd be pretty cool, even. Really rebellious, indeed. They just sort of did their own thing and didn't really prescribe to the clan system. Probably have a lot of tattoos. Oh, whoa, 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 folks. I feel like I might be hearing some heresies in this room. Brother. Oh, hey, uh, what's up? Hello, brother. Hello. Jarl. Intern, intern, yes. Hello, Zarmac. You know, I, you know me. You, you at my birthday. You should crush this one under my foot. Oh, believe me, I would love to. Listen, no listen to me, Zarmander. Uh, here's here's the thing that, that you need to know about the clan system and how things are done around here is it's important. And if you weren't to go along with being sorted into the clan, why everyone would be very disappointed in you. Yeah, I guess that would be bad and not already, uh, like, how things are. And, and, uh, as as a reminder to Jormold, uh, sure, people can change clans, but it's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. I'd be frowning. <laughs> okay, it's it seems like you're, you've been up a little bit too long. Yes, I'm feeling sassy. Yeah, it's time to put you down for your nap. Well, we have the great assault that someone wants to do. We need to do the great assault. Uh, morale is waning, and uh, nobody likes anything uh, more than a big assault. Well, I feel like I'm uh, maybe intruding on some stuff, uh, and I'm certainly not going to be at the assault, so I'll let the grown-up... be at the assault. No, I'm not going to be at the assault, guys. <laughs> well, well, uh, mm, oh, yeah, we, we, we definitely need the intern at the assault. Uh, I kind of... I'm hanging with my child friends. We're just a bunch of kids, so probably not the place for I don't, kids. I, 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 but don't, I, I, we, don't we need the intern? I wasn't planning For the assault? It. He's so small. I it's an assault. I have to go to the bathroom I, so bad. Uh, you, oh, my God. Do you have to, <laughs> say, do you have to piss? When's your little party? Uh, it's kind of a sleepover, kind of a lock-in mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for the, mm-hmm, the Hold mm-hmm. Fast Church. Uh, I was uh, under the, the, the Church of Odin. Yeah, <laughs> the Church of Odin is that you flock in. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh, fine, you can go to your little party. Uh, just be on call in case we need intern. Oh, oh, that's the door. Let Someone's me unlock it. I already locked up for the night. Uh, oh, good, Zarmi, you're here. I'm sending you out of the lockup. You're sending me to the lockup? No, I'm sending you out. Out of the lockup? Yeah, but I'm already locked up. You locked up here, but I, 
but there's this whole secret assault thing going on. It doesn't sound like a secret. Everyone knows about the assault. Yeah, what's well, a secret to the people we're assaulting? Okay, yeah, that's true. That's what, must she, what he said. Must protest all the armors for a human adult bodies. Yeah, and, and I need somebody to carry little, all of my stuff. But it's a tiny little so, boy body. Sorry, I'm, help out. I'm not a shield bearer. I have to, that's a class, right? I have to make armor. Uh, so Dormal needs to start making baby armor for a baby. <laughs> okay. I'm not a baby. I'm a teen. What the hell? Hey, do, do my friends have to come? Or do they still get to go to the lockup? Uh, I think that's up to their parents. What about this? What about this? Uh, we'll, we do want more kids because we want teens thinking the assault is cool, mm-hmm. right? Okay, That's sure. obvious. Uh, so I feel like we don't want to kill the children, though. What, what about, what about uh, the person he likes the most and uh, his biggest bully? We'll just bring those people. Yeah. Great. I made armor <laughs> for a baby. Everybody knows my best friend is uh, school Scooby, uh, and that my the biggest bully in town is uh, uh, Suckdar. <laughs> so I just rolled for Suckdar still giving cool you problems? armor for the no, baby boy. I, I, don't, I don't know we even did why not I said have that. Two conversations at the same. That yeah. is a plus minus and two blanks. So I don't know what mean. Okay. Um, I need to remind myself of the things. So what does it say? Does it give you a difficulty you're rolling against? No. Okay. You mark more than one box at a time. I'm not sure if it's an actual stunt. You don't have to roll. Oh, I don't? Nope. Oh, fun. You just mark a box and make a thing. (gasps) So um, (laughs) what you have made. Jormal just freaking made something? Uh, So while this conversation was going on, uh, Jormal sort of walked back to a rack of, of like, leather armor mm-hmm. and like sighed and looked at the belts and like cut them down and just tightened everything up so you have a serviceable but kind of ill-fitting set of teen-sized armor. Well, I can't wait to bust out of this thing. It's like a freaking bone bone lord on it. Bone Satan. So uh, what that condition does is it, it lets uh, the crafter create an advantage without having to roll. So you now have baby armor. Mm-hmm. Do and you have to call it baby armor? That's it's so armor for a baby. And card. is he indebted yeah. to me now? Or? Uh, no, you just no. did. You just did the thing because you wanted to do the thing. Yeah. So if whenever that armor fictionally helps you, you can spend off that fate point. Okay. All right. Well, you have fun at your secret assault. I'll be in here waiting for people to get wounded and such. Um, Sigrid, what actual preparations have been made for this assault on the dwarven fortifications? Uh, so we've done a pretty big PR campaign. Uh, uh-huh. There's posters up all over the encampment, encampment advertising the upcoming assault. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, we're polling really great on it. Um, people are very excited. They feel like something's finally going to get done about this dwarf problem. And, you know, I'm happy to roll up my sleeves and jump right in there. But uh, the most important thing is I want to make sure everybody knew about it. Okay. So troops have not been gathered. There's no... Uh, fortifications. I or, mean, the or troops organizations that. Of uh, it, it, it's sort of like making policy decisions through a tweet. I'll say a thing, and there will be things that people need to do to support that. But I'm not the one who uh, sort of invested the time. So, Asta. Yeah. Uh, what preparations have been made for the secret assault of the Dwarven fortifications? Tons. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Asta has uh, been gathering up the troops together. Mm-hmm. She's been uh, whipping them up uh, uh, in a shape. Uh, uh, 
people have started on some fortifications. She she started that a little late because um, she thought Sigrid would tell people, and then Sigrid didn't tell anybody. Oh but, no, just uh, just in case of counterattack. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, a, a couple of pits with some big pointy sticks in them and things like that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, the troops are are all ready. Uh, what approach were you using to sort of get everything gathered up and, and together? Haste. Haste. Wonderful. Uh, so go ahead and make a haste roll. Um, your difficulty is going to be a three. Uh, this is her creating an advantage to represent uh, all the actual preparations that have been made. I got a two. You got a two. Okay. So here is how uh, success and failure works in this game. If you do not get the success that you would like, you can either choose to fail, uh, invoke some aspects and add bonuses to the roll, um, or you can choose to succeed at a cost. Uh, basically, this is like the getting a six minus in a Powered by the Apocalypse game, right? You might get what you want, but you're going to pay a price for it. Mm-hmm. If you tie, that cost is minor. And if you beat the roll, then you succeed. If you beat it really well, you get a, a bonus on top of it. So uh, what would you like to do? Fail, invoke something, or succeed at a major cost? Uh, I'm going to uh, invoke uh, my the pack is all aspect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, for a plus two? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So I'm at four. You're at four. So you get a regular success on that, and you have... On your hands, some you have some decent preparations on your hands. It's a card that says decent preparations, and I like that. There's a little uh, token on it, yeah. too. Hi, I'm decent preparations. It's a school bully. You may know me from such films as... <laughs> talking. Movies. <Decent> preparations. <laughs> uh, so it sounds like you are... Is this your usual role in the holdfast? Are you usually the one who like leads the troops and, and so forth? or Everybody takes turns. Okay. It was Asta's turn to uh, pick up for Sigrid's slack. So, so, so it's an anarcho-syndicalist commune where... <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, where libertarianism <laughs> is very important. To one person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, uh, tell me a little bit about what is known, and this is a group question, uh, about the actual dwarven position. Where is it in relation to the Holdfast? Uh, is it near the depleted gold mines? Is it at a different location? Oh, it's on the map. It it's appears map. that it is, it's, uh, let's say... Southwest. Sou- yeah. Southwest. Southwest. Uh, what's the terrain like between the Holdfast and, and there? Burned. Okay. Yeah, it's like destroyed, charred logs, so it's, it's petrified an, wood. It's a no man's land. Yeah. Yeah, and, and is that partially your doing and partially the doing of the dwarves? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it is nighttime... Um, is there a tactically sound reason for this night assault, or is it mostly the Jarl's PR? Mostly the PR. Okay, wonderful. Dwarves can see in the dark. Yeah, cool. Yeah, dwarves oh, no. uh, thrive in the darkness, uh-huh. right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, Thankfully, we have no. flash lights. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you want to have made the flash lights? Yes. Okay. But they are single use. Okay. Uh, that is wonderful. So, um, what I'm going to do, there is a, a type of aspect in this game called a boost. Mm -hmm. It's a temporary thing that just sticks around once, and once it's used, it's gone. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not even going to have you mark a box for this because it's just a boost. So there's this known fictional thing. You each have a flash light. You can use it once for a plus two to aid you in some situation where having a flash of light would be useful, and then it is gone from you. Cool? Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. 
I have a question. What happens when all your boxes for a condition are filled? Uh, you cannot use that condition until you do its recovery. Oh, okay. Thing. Yeah. Uh, and you, like you and the merchant have a lot of boxes available mm-hmm. to you, but if you make your master work, that starts using your boxes real fast. Yes. You can also use these retroactively. You can okay. be like, I totally prepared I blah, had blah, blah. Exactly. Did this. Yeah, because I think that's fictionally more interesting yeah. than not doing that. Cool. Asta, you've got everything ready for this mm-hmm. assault to charge across the charred no man's land down yep. to the dwarven fortifications. Mm-hmm. Um, you're taking the intern with you. Yeah, I got my no good nicks on. Yeah, I'm in the bathroom right now. I always go to the bathroom when I don't want to do something uh, or like if we're at dinner and I just don't want to be there. I go to the bathroom and I just sit on the toilet and wait. Just, just sit in the outhouse. <laughs> yeah. That's actually also, uh, I wrote on the map, the poo hole where his armac changes. Uh, <laughs> it's just like a latrine where he, he goes, and mm-hmm. that's also where he will turn into the bone, uh, to the bone. Bon- yeah, the bone, giant. The giant, cool. yeah, at times. All right, and what are your expectations in terms of the giant showing up for this conflict? So my expectations were to place... Zarmak somewhere towards the back where people couldn't really see him. Mm-hmm. And so then if we needed the giant, hopefully the giant would show up. Okay. Um, I have a crazy idea, and I wanted to know what uh, you would feel about it. Because sure. I, I definitely picture Sigrid as not the type of character to show up on the front lines of some conflict. Mm-hmm. What if he sends out our army without you two, and you two are here to, like, you're here to run PR, essentially? Is you're like, oh yeah, I'm in charge of this opera, or he's going to say, oh yeah, look, we've got we've got our rune bonded in charge of this operation. They're here. Everything else is going fine out there, and basically we're totally undefended except for we do, we didn't know this, but you and the bone bonded at the home base. Yeah, interesting. Asta would hate that, and yeah. she would do it. <laughs> oh no! And, and if you give if you give Zarmak an excuse to not be at the battle. Then, like, I will take the first excuse I get, you know? Like, I want to I want to stay and chill. Right. Okay, then that... I, I love that. I'm, I'm a fan of this idea a lot. So, uh, I want just an impression from each of you uh, of what your character sort of feels or sees when you see the decently organized troops and the war bands marching off away from the holdfast, like leaving you and the kids at the, you know, Church of Odin lock-in behind. So, Asta, you you see this. The PR is all set up, and the Sigrid's, like, shouted them off to battle, and they're walking away from the holdfast. Yeah, Asta is just, like, the deepest size, and... It's just like, okay, I mean, this is my duty to listen to the Jarl, but also the Jarl's a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, and it's just like, she feels like all of those people are going to go out there, and they're all going to die. And it's her fault. Zarmak's like, cool, this is so dope. Like, all of these adults are leaving, and I'll have access to the kitchen to eat some more eggs if I need a bribe. I'm a freaking Balbadon to uh, let me kick some bully's ass or chill. I can re- I can play with my hoop and stick. <laughs> I love my hoop and stick. I've got like the newest hoop and stick. Uh, it's like a, a new model. Oh, nice. Uh, it rolls better and 
That's great. Yeah, it has, it has some better traction. Yeah, and the stick has got best the, traction. It's got yeah. like good ergonomics. <laughs> I can hold it it's, really well. It's a good grip. Your your wrist doesn't hurt as much when you're done playing. Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm like, wow, I'm gonna have a nice chill night. I mean, Jarl Sigrid is just filled with pride. He, looking looking out over these, because uh, many of them are wearing uh, the new Boner Killer armors that he Jeez. had commissioned for uh, <laughs> the community uh, to to handle our our bone giant problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also going to prove like at how effective the Boner Killers are at protecting the community more so uh, than a bone giant could ever be. Wonderful. Um. Jormald is uh, waiting in kind of the temporary, uh, like, ironworks to do repairs and things, but also secretly pining and working on his masterwork, Mm -hmm. which is... Oh, I'll tell you later. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you later. Uh, And also just pining and looking over the horizon and thinking about his great sadness. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's going to take the the war bands probably an hour or so to cross the the no man's land to where the dwarves have have dug in. And uh, Asta, I would assume uh, that you are up on the the walls sort of watching mm-hmm. the troops like walk out and you're basically staring into darkness at this point yeah. in time. You see the occasional flash light go off way out in the distance, just like a pop of light. That's, that's, that's some extra for the duration. That's, that's the, that's the sound of the, the dwarves in the distance. <laughs> yeah. um, They're high heels. <laughs> click, clack. Click, clack. Aggressively walking across. Mother the, is here. Um, um, <laughs> I'm your mommy. <laughs> Hey heroes, it's James, your game master. Welcome to the canned mid-roll that I recorded so that I could go on my trips. With the holidays coming up, it's time to start looking for presents to get your friends. And if there's someone in your life who loves RPGs and actual play, like shows on the One Shot Network, Critical Role, The Adventure Zone, or any of the other hundreds of amazing shows out there, consider getting them a copy of the Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide. In my new book, I tried to break down the process of running the kind of narrative games you hear on podcasts and watch on streams. It was written for both players and GMs, so it's a perfect fit for anyone who enjoys a story-driven game. You can find an online or brick-and-mortar retailer by heading to bit.ly slash rpggameplay. Or, if you already have a copy, you can leave an Amazon review by going to bit.ly slash ultimategameplay. I am extremely jazzed about the prospect of one of my books being a holiday gift, so please share the love with your friends. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Christopher Rao, thank you. Rubik's Moose, thank you very much. Toon Kai Po, thank you so much. Christopher Sturdy. Thank you. Mitchell Daly, thank you very much. Scott, Paladin is a Serial Obsessive, thank you very much. Alan Balch, thank you. Gabriel DeGostin, thank you so much. Jake Keating, thank you very much. Miles A.M. Collins, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We would not be able to make these shows without you. And with all that out of the way, 
let's get back to the show. As you are sort of just staring and and lamenting the Jarl's ego, you see uh, a yellow-orange glow way out on the horizon, like from the direction. Mm-hmm. And then you see a big gout of green flame, and you know the dwarves have engaged with the warbands and have activated one of their destroyers. Mm. Um, the dwarven destroyers are all powered by some type of dwarven magic that you're not quite sure what it is, but they all have some type of engine that jets fire of a specific color, and this one happens to be green. Um, as you are as you are watching that, uh, you get this the weirdest sort of tingle from behind you, as you see like kind of a, an odd reflection, like you know how light of a certain color will make a shadow look like a different color. Mm-hmm. And, Green and purple are kind of oddly complementary colors at times. You feel like you see like just this little wash of purple light sort of like on the tips of the, the wooden palisade in front of you. It would be coming from behind you, but that's there's no way. Mm-hmm. Nothing purple happens around here. There's no, you don't have a seer. Your magic isn't purple. Yeah. Uh, Asta being pretty cautious right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is going to uh, peer out over the wall mm-hmm. and briefly concentrate. Mm-hmm. Gloth, give me power. And the brand begins to glow as she waves her hand out and lights up the sky with a brief dawn. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and make a roll for that. Uh, and I am... I'm using focus. Yeah, and I'm, I'm rolling for um, something to not be seen by what you're doing. So it's going to be an opposed roll. Uh, you also, because you're using your rune, you're doing this at heroic scale. Yeah. You can either choose to get a plus one on your roll or you can take two shifts of effect on your presumed success. Uh, I'll take the plus one, because my approach is not great for focus. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I got a net of three. Mm-hmm. All right, I have a two. Um, so... Is this an overcome roll? Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm using a runic approach right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have the stunt better to burn out. Uh, as you're driven by the power of the rune you possess, I get a plus two to overcome when I use uh, my runic approach. Okay. Um, yeah, and I've already marked the appropriate conditions, so I have a four. Wonderful. So you create a miniature dawn mm-hmm. over the whole fast. Uh, and anyone who's outside right now or near a, a place that has a window sees the sunrise. It's like midnight, and dawn is happening. Mm. Um, that usually means one very specific thing, that uh, Asta is using her rune in some way, and she is relatively disciplined with it. She doesn't really use it unless she perceives there to be a need. Uh, what you see in front of, or right in front of the holdfast 
is a scintillating uh, mass of metallic bodies that are about a foot and a half, two feet in diameter with nine legs coming off of them, and each leg has nine joints as a swarm of dwarven spiders uh, was making its way towards the walls of your holdfast in the darkness. And as you see that and wheel around, you feel a slight rumble in the ground as a metal hand breaches the surface inside the walls and uh, another flash of purple light emanates from it and a dwarven automaton pushes its way up out of the ground. These are the slightly larger than man size adjuncts to dwarven destroyers. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Asta um, uh, immediately sort of like leaps into action um, and with a flourish uh pulls out uh, of herself a larger-than-life, like, flaming avatar. Ooh. Um, using my all-encompassing rune mm-hmm. um, and flare. Uh, and, um, yeah. Uh, so she is going to create this massive, uh, like, fire. Fire body? Yeah, fire mech. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, you can just do that by... I can just do that. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, like, that's just fictionally how your fire is oh, working. Awesome. Uh, are you doing anything with it? Are you going to uh, attempt to deal some stress to this automaton? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. uh, with my big giant scale fire mech, I uh, will leap from the battlements, burning the ground, and punch the dwarven thing. Okay, uh, go ahead and do so. The uh, automaton is going to uh, attempt to resist. Uh, dwarven automatons are not skilled at resisting magical disruption, which I believe that this uh, definitely qualifies as. So it's rolling at a minus two. Uh, it has a net of zero. Ooh, well, I'm going to re-roll because I, I got a zero as well because I rolled very poorly. Um, Cool. Uh, now I have a four. Wonderful. Um, describe dealing four shifts of stress to this thing. Uh, so Asta grabs the giant um, and reaches out her other flaming hand uh, and puts it up towards the sky as the dawn is just slightly fading. Mm-hmm. The light begins to focus uh, into a blade in her hand as she stabs it right in the shoulder. Wonderful. Can and we say that there's also like a skeleton crew of other guards and oh yeah, but they're like the shitty guards. Yeah, the guards. The, they're the, they're the they're the bone uh, somethings. Yeah, we got a couple bone killers still. Mm-hmm. Um, there's bulk, bulk. And there's skull, old, bulk and skull. Uh huh. <laughs> and old Oslo. Oslo. Who uh, is has taken many wounds in other battles and is just like, oh fuck, it's a dwarven automaton. Oslo, <laughs> and, and Oslo just shouts that out after you after mm-hmm. you land and hit. Where are the rest of you right now? 
So you, are you still in the outhouse? This is like an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are these kids all spending so much time in the outhouse? So what happened was Zar- Zarmak w- tried to go to the lock-in, but the lock-in already happened, and he was locked out from the lock-in. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, he, he put his ear to the door, and this all happened off-screen, but he found out that some of his like some of his friends already know what what clan they're going to, mm-hmm. uh, and are like making plans for being in their clan together. And Zarmak didn't turn in the clan the uh, application yeah. stuff, so like he's not going to be in this round. So he's basically considered a child, even though he's growing into his his body and is going through changes. So he went back <laughs> to the outhouse and he's just been sitting there uh, with a basket filled of filled with eggs that he stole from the uh kitchen and you hear old oslo shout oh fuck it's a bone bounded what <laughs> the, the, the uh, dwarven automaton what the outhouse is like sort of near the yeah the where old Oz, oslo oslo's voice carries yeah uh, mm-hmm. yeah that's his job <laughs> yeah yeah he's the crier uh-huh. so oslo oslo doesn't really like do pranks but and, like, I peep out the little half-moon crescent window. And you see uh, Asta there in, like, superhero pose, having punched uh, a dwarven automaton whose oh other arm is just still trying to pull it up out of the ground. Oh, by Odin's uh, Odin's beard. Oh, my God. Uh, crap. A Balbadon? You know what to do. Balbadon. F- fill my body, Balbadon. <laughs> <laughs> so, stuff you- me. <laughs> You now get to describe uh, the transformation sequence. So Balbadon's bones begin rising out of the ground. And generally speaking, they can be disruptive to the ground or not at your choosing. And when the rib cage gets to you, you begin rising into the air as well. And fire surrounds your body. It's a, the color of your choosing. You pick one. I get to of, pick the color. And it's, it, and, it's, and it's pretty much that color all the time. Everything else is up to you. Those are the salient details that I'll provide you. Balbadon has magenta flames. <laughs> uh, your magical girl transformation. Yes, mm-hmm. this this outhouse gets destroyed every time. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's part I'm of the. <laughs> and someone is Oslo always looks at it and is like, he's Oslo is the one who has to fix it for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. who the fuck keeps doing this? Like, <laughs> this is why I'm a boner killer now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the let's say a rib cage manifests like first breaks out of the earth and uh Balbadon's body is like laying down on the ground uh and the ribs ossify and mm-hmm. create this cage that Zarmak is in um and uh the the poo and the pee cuz it's just like all yeah. built under there it always like just explodes everywhere and covered in magenta flame yeah and then like at the end of the after the credits uh a hand pops out of the dirt and he's like i'm still alive <laughs> and balbadon like rips themselves out and they shoot up in the air and uh, there's like the moon is in the background. Mm-hmm. Is it is the moon out tonight? Yeah. Maybe it's, it, it's been a cloudy night, but now the moon appears. Yeah, the yeah. moon reflects the moon of the little outhouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh, there's lots of cool stuff going yeah, on. Some, the, the door flies up and it just stops, and you can see the moon behind it glowing. And when the door flies away, it's a full moon behind you. Yeah, yeah Zarmax says, uh, Balbadon of ancient times, come back again and. Be sublime. <laughs> Fill my body. Stuff me, daddy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 
let's Stuff me, let's beat daddy. the baddies. <laughs> God. Uh, so. Stuff. All told, Balbadon stands about 30 to 40 feet tall. Uh, Sarmak is 18. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and as... <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, and as, as you move your arm... It's like it's literally Pacific Rim, right? As you move your arms and legs, that's how he moves as well. I never saw Pacific Rim, but I, uh, uh, I saw Gundam uh, when I was uh, a kid sometimes. It's like G Gundam. Yeah, okay. Shiny yeah. finger. Uh, and whatever weapon you would use... Uh, when you draw that weapon while you're in the bones, Balbadon does the same motion, and a uh, weapon made of the fire of that color appears in his hand. Cool. So I mentioned earlier a hoop and a, and a stick. Yes! <laughs> Balbadon has, like, a battle version of that. So, like, a, just a, a big, like, circle of flame. And, and, a, and like, and a staff. And a staff. So he can, like, Or a use, switch. Nice. Just, like, spanking the hell out of <laughs> baddies. <laughs> I like it. Okay, uh, so we are moving into sort of an initiative-based thing. This uses uh, who goes next initiative, right? So Asta went first, so she gets to pick who goes next, including the bad guys. Uh, and I have little indicators here as to where everyone sort of is. We're all in the hold fast area, so I don't know that until, unless we move out of that zone. I don't really know that we need to, mm -hmm. to use them. Uh, Ironetta also uses very big ideas of what a zone of combat is, right? You're all in the holdfast. You can be, as part of your action, you can get from one part of the holdfast to any other part of the holdfast because I like big, epic action. If you move outside of the walls of the holdfast, that's another zone, and we'll put your marker down to in indicate where you are. Cool. Uh, so what you see as you're now towering over the holdfast is you see uh, Asta in, like, fire automaton form fighting... A, a dwarven uh, automaton that's climbing out of the ground. You see another automaton much closer to the Golden Halls. No. Climbing out of the ground. Uh, same color of fire, like a deep purple, is sort of powering this one. And everyone knows that these automatons do not act without a dwarven destroyer running them. I know that. Everyone knows that. Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. So if where there are automatons, and you can see like an array of dwarven spiders out in front of the holdfast, like a glittering, sickly metallic carpet in this dawn that's been created, where there are automatons and there are spiders, there's usually a destroyer too. God, tonight was supposed to be so chill. <sighs> oh, Balbadon! <laughs> I'm going to pass initiative over to Balbadon and Zarmak. So what do you do? So there's another automaton that's not engaged yet, but uh -huh. is like making its way towards. It's it's breaking ground near the golden hall. Okay, and the golden hall is is that part of the holdfast or? Yeah, like right in the what the center? Would you say? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where the lock the lock-in is happening. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That's where all the kids the and kids. all the yeah. We put a community center in the golden hall. Yeah. Something uh, I, I fought against, but. <laughs> <laughs> If the priests of Odin were adamant that they need to have something honoring the gods as part of this hall, so... Well, a team group won a dance contest, and uh, I, my hands were tied. Uh, so Zarmak and Balbadon are going to make their way over there because this freaking dwarf automaton cannot touch the Golden Halls. Everyone would know that's, like, freaking super bad. Yeah. So, Balbadon, to the Golden Halls! 
nah, nah, we're running. And you're there in like three <laughs> steps. Three steps. giant legs. So, and um, am I towering over the automaton? Yeah. The automaton is maybe seven or eight feet tall. Oh, great. Can you I just 30 like, feet tall. can I just grab its head and crush it? You can try. Yeah. That, uh, so what approach would you use? Uh, I would be using force. I don't, force is what I'm the best at. Yeah, you, uh, you can use force. You can also use your giant's wrath if you would like to, because you're now in bone form. I don't need to do that yet. Okay. Fair we're enough. just going with force because Zarmak is really just kind of getting into this, into Balbadon giant mode. Got to need one more. All right. I got a net of two. Okay, and I got a, I think one. I got three minuses, one positive, so yep. that's two, and then I have three. Yes, you are also two steps of scale above this thing because you're big. And does that help me? Yes, it does. So you can either choose to get a plus two. Basically, you get a plus two on the roll in addition to everything else that you've added. Then, yeah, I'll take that and so, I'll get so a top of a takes three. You to, takes you to a four or a, th a three? You yeah. Said? Yeah. So it has a two. That will deal one shift of stress to it. So, like, you will go – basically, it has six hit points and you've dealt one damage to it. Damn, that, that sucks. Uh, uh, that's what all of your fate points are for. If you want to invoke any aspects to help you, then you can add a plus two for each aspect that you can invoke. Okay, so how about this? Can I use a fate point with my, my high concept? I don't owe life anything. Sure. Uh, and it's just like I don't have time to be fighting this guy. Like mm -hmm. I'd much mm -hmm. rather chill. I don't, I'm, I don't owe this automaton a great battle that bards will sing of. I'm just going to crush its head and move on okay. uh, and just be a teen for one night without having to eat eggs or kill dwarves. Uh, yeah, so uh, that will take you to three total, which is three of its six. God damn it. I'll use another one. Really? Oh, my God. You, you, have, to, you have to choose a different aspect. A different aspect. Yep. Meemaw's harness. Give me power. <laughs> <laughs> the disaffected teen is so bummed by this. God damn that it. That's another plus two. It's five of six. I, I like to imagine there's like a big fire burst sequence when mm. you use Meemaw's harness. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. There's like a chromatic flame that mm -hmm. mixes with uh, Balbadon's magenta. Balbadon is like laughing maniacally. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll do five damage because I should probably hold on to one. Can you think of a way to invoke your baby armor? <laughs> yeah. Does Balbadon just have it in his hand, having torn it off your body when you transformed? And he just like, it's now bur a burning ball of magenta flame. Yeah, because there's like little studs in it, and uh -huh. the studs have superheated. Uh, and let's go ahead and destroy the baby armor. Okay. Baby armor becomes oh, no. the toddler armor. Uh, and it's it burns. and It just is like this catastrophic... Uh, attack mm -hmm. to this uh, like spidery automaton. It's a it's a man shaped this man kind of thing, shaped yeah. thing, and just pick it up and I exert probably too much energy crushing mm -hmm. it, but I don't have time for its bullshit today. And Balbadon is appeased uh, at the carnage. Yeah, uh, the automaton technically has a mechanical way to avoid doing this, but I really like the fictional positioning, and plus you spend a lot of resources to do that, so we're gonna let it ride. Just giving the listeners what they yeah, freaking that's want. Exactly right. So, Brutal death blows immediately. Uh, so you reach down, and do you want to describe the full destruction of this thing? Yeah, do so. So we take our three steps over there because we're big freaking bone giant. So our max like, all right, let's do it again. And with a flaming, uh, bony hand uh, that's gripping a melted baby armor, um, <laughs> with Mima's harness glowing, I. Reach down and uh, just crush the automaton's head. Is there like a real living person in there? No. 
No. Damn it. That would have been an uh, no, interesting moral point. Sweet. Uh, but when you when you crush it, uh, the energy that's powering it sort of explodes out and envelops your hand a little bit. So you've got this deep purple flame that's now mixing with the magenta, and then the purple flame goes out. Yeah, uh, Balbadon takes both of his hands and kind of suffocates the, the flame with his own flame. Wonderful. Nice. And then, like, reveals that it's gone, kind of like a magician would, but in a giant <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we, are we done? Uh, so you, the player, get to choose who goes next. That's all uh, the two remaining uh, players who have not yet gone. There is the one automaton that is being fought there. There are the spiders out there. And there is one mystery combatant of which you do not yet know. I would love to see where Jormald is. Yes. Uh, so a question about recovering a condition Yes. Uh, if I do an action to recover, can I recover all the way to zero? Uh, it is one box per scene spent recovering. Okay, then I'll just recover the one box. Yeah. Uh, because Jormold is running to the hole that Kevin lives in. Because it is time to... he uh, Jormold saw the great devastation that was happening across the plane and thought, it is time, it is time to bring up my masterwork, so he needs to gather up the materials. Okay. So he runs over to a hole that's at the center of the... Uh, like, it's gilded, it's a silly little tunnel that, the, that Kevin doesn't like to come out of. And then he shouts, Kevin! Kevin, I require your assistance! Come, I have some letters. Kevin! Come on! Very slowly, Kevin emerges. Kevin, I require platinum, uh, titanium, iron, steel. Uh, if you could make the steel out of the iron, that would be wonderful. Uh, perhaps a little bit of gold, and then uh, some, some of my smaller, finer tools. Uh, form the uh, 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 copper into two or four big coils. Can you do that for me? Kevin slowly blinks and continues to chew on the lettuce leaf that was given to him. Excellent. You are the greatest communicator I've ever <laughs> known. I need to tell you how much I respect you and how you are my best friend in the whole world. I'm going to be in my shop. Uh, if you could bring that me there that'd be cool um kevin starts the slow process of turning around to go get the stuff that was asked of him you're my best friend i love you so much i will give you so much more lettuce after this is done uh do you uh, uh, do you need any okay goodbye (laughs) (laughs) then he runs back okay uh who is going to act next secret I feel like Sigrid is at a press conference Jeez. when this happens. What does a uh, Midgardian press conference look like? I, I think it is like a bunch of, you know, tough Viking looking men and women mm-hmm. uh, and people uh, with notepads and like, it, it, they look like a press corps, but a press corps dressed like big hairy Viking raiders. Okay. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, y- your contention is that uh, announcing the uh, that the night assault would happen uh, was all the organization that it needed to have to happen to have the night assault work, correct? No, I feel like you're mischaracterizing some of my words and, and some of the events. That doesn't feel like a fair question to me. I firmly support our boner killer soldiers. Now, they're going to go out there. They're going to prove how good this new armor that we got from... Uh, Jorman the the bold, Jorman the mighty. I mean, this is what this community does. Produces great armor, which in turn 
produces results. Uh, 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 quick question. This is uh, uh, Vivian from the Valkyrie. Uh, oh, yes, Vivian, go ahead, please. I, I, what do you have to say in response to the fact that uh, the majority of our current armed forces are passed away right now, mm-hmm. having been squished underneath the foot of some bu- big, big spiders? Well, I mean, I, that is what happens when you allow someone like Balbadon to run loose in the community. Uh, you're saying people getting squished by spiders? I've seen the spiders. They're not that big. They've all got nine legs with nine segments. That's not going to squish a boner killer. Those are weird spiders, I'll aren't they? I'll tell you what does happen to them. Some big bone monster bumbles around our community with no oversight uh, and no repercussions for all the collateral damage he causes. Outside, you hear... Oh, fuck, it's a dwarven automaton! And then you hear stomp, stomp, stomp. And then there's a window right up there, mm-hmm. and I think that the head of Balfadon... Bon looks in and just, like, cackles. It's like the glass shatters. He's like, look, makes direct eye contact with Jarl Sigrid. Ah! <laughs> Uh, Balbadon! Balbadon, Balbadon, what question for you? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling right Can now? Can I make a comment for the Skull Bakahai standard? The power. Co- oh, do you want to do it? No, go for it. Power courses through my veins. I'm filled with a deep ecstasy, the thrill of battle. You see that? He's on ecstasy. <laughs> What's your favorite type of salad? Mm, egg salad. <laughs> What's your perfect Sunday? Oh, waking up to the blood moon, gazing upon the uh, crushed, pulpy flesh of my foe. That's enough from Tiger Beat. <laughs> Thank you so much. This Have press conference now. is over. Bye. Thank you. Farewell. He reaches his bony hand into the uh, the window and shakes everyone's hand. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm extremely turned on right now. I know. Well, we are all are kind of, but we're the press. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the press never have sex. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's a rule. That's in this the thing world. in Midgard. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you have to accept celibacy if you want to be a part of the press corps. It's like being a priest. Okay. Find your main objective and celibate. That's right. Uh, I, I think uh, with this, uh, Sigrid is like super distressed because he sent away all of his like like the majority of his boner killers, except for Bulkan Skull and uh, the old guy who's more of like a publicity pony that they trot out because he used to be a very famous warrior and now he's not much of anything. I gotta get my hands on some some really good new boner killers. What? Who could fill those suits? Um, and he hears the noises of the lockout behind him. <laughs> of course! Teens! Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more Iron Edda. In the meantime, be sure to check out one of the other amazing shows on the One Shot Network. Like A Horror Borealis. A Horror Borealis is an actual play Monster of the Week podcast set in the 1990s in the fictional town of Revenant, Alaska just south of the nation's least visited national park, and way north of everything else. 
a reclusive small game hunter with a magical secret, a young anarchist librarian with a passion for conspiracy theory, and a sensible park ranger with a strong local book club following find themselves pulled together by common threads woven mysteriously into their past when monsters begin plaguing their tiny community. But they soon discover the things they're fighting run much deeper and much closer to home. Tune in for a story about identity, empathy, community, mental illness, and healing. And stay for the beloved local diner. You can find A Horror Borealis on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And while I'm gone, I want to make sure that everyone is calling their representatives about issues that are important to them. Direct calls to their offices is one way representatives evaluate which issues are important to the public and where they should stand on those issues. Taking a few minutes out of your day to advocate for an issue you care about can have a real effect on how your representatives act in Congress. Now, when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls. There, you can find information about different issues affecting the country, along with contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure you get your point across clearly. Calling is quick, and it can make a big difference. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.